Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson with The Quilt Connection, and this is episode number 59. Today's podcast could be called a little off topic, but then again, not really. We will talk about photography. It's so important that we know how to photograph our quilts correctly on so many levels, from documenting when they were made, why they were made, and just basically carving a place for it in history. That's one end. To the other end, if we go to enter a national show, let me tell you, if you have poor photography, your quilt is not going to get in. So I invited my friends over, Elena and Gregory Case, and um, it was really great because the podcast I thought would be fairly specific, but we wandered off on side topics which revolve around photography, and truly, this episode is rich with information, so you might want to grab a pencil and make some notes and possibly listen to it twice. Just great information that can help you handle your quilts in the correct manner. As a post note, after we put down this podcast, Elena and Gregory came on board with The Quilt Show. And we were very excited because really at a drop of a hat, they joined us in La Vida, Colorado, and Gregory became our photo man. His tagline now is, I want to flash your quilt. So don't be surprised when you hear that on the quilt show. I've gotten to know them a whole lot more since this initial interview. And um, they're just super duper delightful people. And again, there's a lot to learn here. So listen up. I'm really excited about today's show. I'm here with Gregory Case and Elena Morera. And the reason I'm so excited about today's episode is because it's about photography. And yes, I know this is a, a podcast for quilters, but do you know how important it is that you photograph your quilts for starters? And secondly, if you're going to be entering your quilts into competition, what do you have to do to get the photography right? I remember one time I made a quilt for Jimmy Carter with some um, friends, and we sent it off to him. It was after the hostages were released. We didn't photograph the quilt, and that was just horrible. Mm. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. So um, tell us who you are. Gregory, we'll start with you. Okay. I'm Gregory Case, a quilt photographer. I'm actually involved in uh, five quilt books. The latest one, the one most proud of, is the one with Freddie Moran and Gwen Marston, Collaborative Quilting. And uh, there's strong rumors another book will be coming out by them, and hopefully will be the photographer and plan to be the photographer for that. Also, I've been for the photographer for the San Jose Museum of Quilts and Textiles for the last couple of years. We have about 30 clients that we work with, mostly pattern and fabric designers. And I know that you work with Elizabeth Scott. Yes, I do. One of my favorites. Yes, I do. And I want to back up on Freddie's and uh, Gwen's book and give it a plug. It is 
wonderful. Yes, it is. Absolutely yes, it wonderful. Is. Okay. In fact, it's in there. It's uh, came out in July and it's already in its third printing. July 06. July 06. Wow. Yes. And that is a big company they're with. It's a big company, Sterling. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, Elena, you are not only a side, you are not a sidekick. You are an equal partner in this. <laughs> yes. Are you a sidekick? Yes. <laughs> I'm also a sidekick. Yes. Um, yes, I'm um, a partner with Greg on the photography business and I also do uh, photo styling. So I style the quilts for many shots that we do. Now that's a whole nother subject matter, which let me ask you, would you be willing to do another podcast about that? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's get back to photography. Very good. When I started photographing my quilts after I sent that you know, quilt to Carter, I used 35 millimeter. Right. And the rules have changed. Yes. What is the difference yes. between uh, film and digital? Great question. I think the major difference is there has been a real shift the last five years of more and more people going to digital. The good part with digital is you can see what you have. The bad news is with film, in many ways, was much easier. Once you had the set shot up, once you had the the photo shoot set up the way you wanted, you photographed it, a lab handled everything else. Mm -hmm. They handled the color, the printing, the distribution, all that. With digital now, it has changed where the assumption is with digital, I always tell people, first you have to be proficient with a computer. If you don't like working with a computer, stay with a film-based camera. They've worked well for 50 years or more and continue with that. Ultimately, it's going to be harder to find film. More and more labs are shutting down, so it's getting more difficult. With digital, the good part is you get can control everything from the beginning of the shoot all the way through the printing. Let me back up on film then. I was taught to use, what, uh, like eight, 85? It's so long ago, I can't remember what I used. Like a 85 or what, is that a speed? It'd be ISO, what's called ISO, either 64 or right. 100 and probably right. 64. Right. And, and probably slide. And um, do it in the shade. Do it in the shade. What you want is film was originally designed to be shot roughly around noon. And so it'd be high noon, so very bright light, and typically it shoot of like ISO 100 or ISO 64, so you get more saturated colors. Typically, quotas would shoot slide, mm -hmm. which the problem with slide is that you what you shoot is what you get. You can't make much changes on the color. Um, but again, most jurd shows are shifting to digital, but a whole lot still want slides. Really? And so there's still value in, in shooting slides. It's shifting. Part of what's happening is when you go to jurd shows with digital, the question always is, did someone manipulate the image? Does the image look better? Well, slide, you could still control certain aspects of the shoot, but not everything. Well, yeah, what you see is what you get. You know, it's interesting right. you say that because I've just learned to do uh, PowerPoint. Woohoo! <laughs> and I'm going in there and I'm enhancing things. Exactly. You know. And that's the concern with jurd shows across the board. I was, I was just telling Lena last night was reading Reuters just came out with a very long description of what they will and will not allow with newspapers because newspapers have the same concern. Someone shoots something digitally, they can then alter it. The joke always is if you do it well, you never know it was altered. Well, I was going to say, that's how Oprah ended up with a size 2 body. Remember on the front of the TV <laughs> yes, guy exactly, Man. Exactly, exactly. If you do it well, you won't know. And that's one of the problems with digital. The other problem with digital is that the assumption is that you will control much more. You will take the photo. You'll do the color correcting. You'll do the printing. There's much more involvement. 
ultimately, because you, if you are know what you're doing, you want to control more of what's happening. Right. But now, it's more difficult. In the olden days in C&T, we would do uh, them on transparencies, yes. and then actually we would send it back to wherever, the color gods, and then they would do the correction exactly. for us. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has shifted now is you are sitting in front of your computer using probably Photoshop or something like that, and you do all that mm-hmm. what used to be done before. Very similar to the airlines where the airlines would do all the work and the uh, travel agent would handle everything for you. Now the airlines are saying, you get to control all that. You make your own seats. You make your own reservations, et cetera. Digital is doing the same push. We want you to control everything. Okay, so if you are working with digital and you are going to photograph your own quilt, what do you suggest to do? Great question. There are several things. Actually, I'm teaching a class on uh, on a photo styling web called www.photostylingworkshops.com. And what I have is basic mistakes people make. Mm-hmm. One of the first mistakes people make, and this happens all the time, is they haven't charged their batteries. Oh, I see that all the time <laughs> at quilt shows. And they're going to start crying. Yes, yes. So one thing is to always <laughs> so charge your batteries. It's very simple, but people forget that all the time. The other part I also see people do is they have their memory card is full. Yeah, I see that too. they bring another one with them, and then they have to figure which images do they need to delete so they can put more in. Mm-hmm. Another part I also always recommend people to do from the beginning is when I teach photography classes, have you read your manual? I'd say 90% of the time people say, no, I haven't read my manual. I haven't read my manual. Exactly. And the problem is if you don't read the manual, you don't know what your camera does. Probably does a whole lot more than you give it credit for. You know, the other thing I want to say, too, and you correct me, um, John bought a camera for me, say, four years ago, and I hated it. And so he bought himself a camera, essentially. And I realized this last year, I had to get with the program, and somebody said to me, go buy your own camera because you know what you want. Yes, yes. And what I always recommend people do is to first go on the Internet. What has changed significantly, there's so much more information on the Internet than there ever was before. Go read different product reviews. Go read what people consistently say that they like and they don't like. Then go to a camera store and get educated what you're looking for. It's very easy to overspend, and conversely, it's very easy to underspend right. and not get what you want. Right. And, and also, the point of the camera of the camera shop is that you're going to get a lot more assistance there than if you would you go to Best Buys or if you go where you're going to get a better price, but you're not going to get the assistance that you need. So read up on it, get educated, exactly. and then decide what you're going to buy. Exactly. You know, actually, I went to I think it was Best Buy or whatever, and I got a little little girl and i said this is what i want now i am not a professional photographer but right. she, i i got a gold mine so i guess i got lucky excellent, then excellent, <laughs> yes. excellent, excellent. and and then it was like a five i wanted a five pixel am i saying that five right megapixel, yes. and she said i don't have one i'll give you a seven for 35 dollars more was that a good deal very good deal oh, right very on. good deal <laughs> oh, yeah. the, basically megapixels mean the larger you have the larger you can print the, the picture and not what's called up it or make it larger. Basically, as the megapixels get larger, you can print larger prints. But also then, it's my understanding that you to you have to shrink it somehow, compress it, and that's the kind of stuff I'm learning. Exactly. So, exactly. Elena, now, when somebody's taking pictures of their own quilts in their own house, and it's not a styling thing, how do you suggest they go at it? 
if they're if they're not styling it, they're just going to hang it. Usually, they need a sleeve, and they need some kind of a pole that they can hang it from. Or if they have a design wall, which a lot of quilters have a design wall, they can always pin it to a design wall. Mm -hmm. And then they need to set up the lights so they can you know they can uh, light it evenly, so that they don't depend just solely on the exterior light. Because mm -hmm. obviously, if they're inside the house, they're going to need to have some sort of lighting equipment to and, do that. And interestingly, in, in my room, which we're in right now, um, mine does better without the lights on. So you have to really scope out your environment mm -hmm. and see what works Absolutely. best. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. One of the major things I see people make mistakes on is on lighting. Your eye is very forgiving when it comes to light. What you think is well lit, your camera sees it much differently. And one of the first lessons people, once people understand how your camera understands light, how you understand it, is fairly different. And once you understand that, then you can predict much more how it's going to look. Typically, cameras will see light much brighter than you do and see it much, much, much darker than you will. And so you will look in your design wall and you have it up and you have the lights out and the light streaming in looks fine. Mm -hmm. Then you take the picture and you realize some areas are way too bright, some areas are way too dark. Looking at it, it looked fine to you. And so you have to understand that your camera is going to understand the light differently. That's why I always suggest, and what is nice with digital, you take the picture and then you look at it on the LCD. Which is? The part that is behind the camera, it's the little part that you can read. Unlike a film camera, there's nothing to look at. So in other words, just look at it in the camera, Basically, right? Basically, look at it in camera, and almost every camera will have on the little LCD behind the little area that looks like a little computer screen monitor, if you see anything that's blinking, that means, real technical term, that means the, the bright areas are blown out, meaning there's no detail that you can see. You want to always oh. change the what's called the exposure, which is, you'll understand if you read your camera manual, <laughs> what exposure means is you want to make the light, the light is too light for the camera. And so you want to decrease the amount of light the camera's getting. So see, where were you when I was looking at the $100,000 quilt and, and my camera kept blowing out the pictures? Yes. I was like, oh, forget it. Because yeah. it was white on white. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And I think one one thing that, that uh, for me to understand exposure is Greg gave a, a great analogy and he said, you know, our eyes adjust. Our pupils enlarge and contract as needed for the amount of light that's coming in. You've got to make your camera do that same thing. And that's how you have to, it, the camera can't contract and expand. It You need to then do it manually to make it mm -hmm. so that the camera can actually take in the, as much light as it needs. But you need to find out what, how much light will that camera need, and that's why the manual. <laughs> so that camera of mine, it can do that? Yes. You, you aren't going anywhere today until you show me how very, to do that. Very good. You can set it up automatically, and the camera many times makes a very good decision. But as with digital, what you want to do is, as you start becoming more aware of what's going on, you want to start controlling it manually mm -hmm. and basically say, I have a better understanding of what I want than the camera understands. The camera doesn't know what you're focusing on. It doesn't understand what's the most important thing mm -hmm. it needs to highlight. What you do is you manually go in, again, by reading your, your camera manual and adjusting the exposure so that you have enough light to light it the way you want, but not so much light that it then gets blown out and you have those blinking areas. Okay, so this is if you want to take the pictures of your quilt yourself. When would somebody say, 
you know, I need to ship my quilt to Gregory Case and have the you guys take pictures of it because there is Great a fine question. line in there. You Absolutely. Know? Great question. And what I always tell people is in, in the uh, uh, classes I teach also, I tell people do not spend money on a camera. Use a camera that you have first and get better at it. Then once you understand cameras, you're in a better place to then decide which camera you should. To know what to should. buy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The main difference is what we work, the people that we work for are the people that are doing publicity, they're doing for magazines or books, juried shows, are, and or selling the patterns or fabric. And really, juried shows, that can make or break. Consistently, what, when I, I've talked to jurors, and across the board, the I'd say the almost average number I hear from jurors will say is about 40% of photos get tossed out in the very first round because of the poor quality mm -hmm. of the pictures. And what people don't get is all they see at that point is the photo. And if they see the photo is busy, it has a busy background, is poorly lit. Draped on the couch. Draped <laughs> on the couch, other things, then they just immediately dismiss it. They can't appreciate the quilt if the photograph is not done well. And we had one juror told us that uh, the person came after being rejected from submitting uh, a quilt. They came back and showed the actual quilt and said, how could you reject this beautiful piece of work? And the juror said, you know, you're right. It is a beautiful quilt. I couldn't tell from the photograph. You know, I um, got juried out of a show once. My quilt didn't get in. And I saw the gal who was the juror later. And I said, tell me it was the photograph. Just tell me it was the photograph. And she said, no, we just thought it was ugly. So <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. A good photo doesn't guarantee oh, that yes. you're going to get in. Yes. So, so yes. if somebody wanted to find you, they would go to, what's your website? www gregorycase.com. Okay, and I will put it on my website, a link through. Excellent, excellent. If somebody has, is it, okay, I don't know quite how to ask this. Is it cheaper to have you photograph 10 quilts or one quilt? I mean, like, is it cheaper by the dozen or whatever? No, I wish it were, and that question is asked all the time. Does the size of the quilt make a difference, etc.? Typically, I always tell people I have my lighting is set up. The camera takes all of literally less than a minute to take the photo, but it takes me roughly an hour and a half per quilt. The reason being is I photograph the quilt, I then manipulate it, the colors in Photoshop, I then print out the first print. Typically it's the fifth print before all the colors fall in okay. line. What I do is I take this, the print and put it up against the light, against the quilt, and match it. That's why it takes so long. So ideally, if I could do 10 in, in a space of an hour and a half, I would be glad, and that's what I would charge. Each one okay. is literally custom-made. Now, do you work on a catwalk, or do you? And a catwalk is, for everybody at home, it's a landing up in the attic, and you shoot down through, or do you work on a wall? I work on it. We just created a design wall. This year, we decided, as we're getting much more involved in quilting, to create a design wall. We have a 16 foot by eight and a half wall that we literally pin the quilts to mm -hmm. and then we shoot it that way. And the pins don't show? The pins don't show, no. Wow. Photoshop helps. <laughs> Gotta love Photoshop. <laughs> Get rid of those wrinkles around your eyes. Yes. Gotta love it. In fact, I just saw my latest book cover and I go, didn't it 
anybody see that? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming over. And, um, Elena, we will do another episode on styling. Awesome. And, um, boy, I just wish you the best success. I see you at all the happening places yes. now. Yes. We were just, I saw you at the road to California. It was very nice to see you there. Well, it was nice to see you yes, guys. Yes, you guys, yes. this is great. I know I'm going to be seeing you more and more as people discover you all across the United States and the world. Excellent, excellent. So thanks so much for coming. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And until we meet and we do get around, happy quilting and photography. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.